Hi, I'm Megan Ranks. And I'm Melissa D. Motts. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with both his twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero? or the villain. On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. Well, something, something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're professional unprofessionals, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. Welcome to Friday's Morning Show Podcast, because you deserve a better morning. In Hope for Humanity today, we are going to talk about a Pennsylvania community that is tackling a very, very serious problem. And in nerd news, there's a new technology coming to your favorite TV shows. Welcome to the Morning Show Podcast. My name is Anthony. I'm Carla Marie, and today is Friday, March 10th, 2023. The Core Four, the four headlines you need to know. Mitch McConnell, the longest serving party leader in United States Senate history, is still in the hospital. There wasn't a lot of available information when I told you about this yesterday, but his team has released some details. According to his team, the senator from Kentucky suffered a concussion after a fall during a private dinner party in Washington, D.C. He was taken to the hospital Wednesday night and will remain there for a few days. The general understanding is that the 81-year-old Republican will remain in the hospital for the weekend for treatment and observation, and by all accounts, he's doing just fine. The Mexican cartel responsible for kidnapping four Americans and killing two of them has released an apology letter and handed over five of their members to the Mexican government. The handwritten letter reads... The Gulf Cartel apologizes to the Society of Matamoros, the relatives of Missarelli, and the affected American people and families. By the way, Missarelli was the innocent Mexican citizen who was killed in the shootout. The letter continues. The Gulf Cartel Scorpion Group strongly condemns the events of Friday, March 3rd. For this reason, we have decided to hand over those involved and directly responsible for the events who at all times acted under their own determination and in discipline and against the rules in which the CDG has always operated. Now, as a reminder, if you are traveling to Mexico, check the travel restrictions for the area you'll be traveling to and the areas you are traveling through because the U.S. did release new travel restrictions yesterday. If you didn't trust the cable news before, this probably won't help. Turns out Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell, the same Mitch McConnell I mentioned earlier, directly messaged Fox News founder Rupert Murdoch to do their political bidding for them. Now, first off, it's no surprise that different news networks lean one way or the other when it comes to politics. CNN will usually side with Democrats, while the biggest cable news network of them all, Fox News, usually supports Republicans. But this is totally different. Elected officials specifically asking the head of a news organization to talk negatively about one candidate in order to keep him from winning an election. 
let me explain. I've talked about this before, but Fox News is currently being sued for $2.6 billion by Dominion Voting Systems. Dominion is claiming Fox News should be held accountable for knowingly running stories about voter fraud that were untrue and caused financial damage to the company because of those lies. So right now, the case is in the deposition phase, and a lot of internal emails and text messages are being exposed. And it turns out, in 2018, before a Republican primary in West Virginia, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell had a very specific request for Fox News. This is the message from Rupert Murdoch to another Fox News executive. Quote, both Trump and McConnell are appealing for help to beat unelectable former mine owner who served time. Anything during day helpful, but Sean and Laura dumping on him hard might save the day. End quote. That unelectable mine owner was Don Blankenship, who was running to become the Republican nominee to take on Senator Joe Manchin. Trump and McConnell felt that Blankenship wasn't a good candidate for the general election and didn't want him representing the party. So they asked Fox News to help them out. Blankenship did end up losing that primary, but it didn't help in the long run because Democrat Joe Manchin still held on to his Senate seat. In response, Fox News has said the texts were taken out of context by lawyers for Dominion Systems. Just hours before Norfolk Southern's CEO was expected to testify before Congress, another one of their trains derailed. This one was in Alabama, and there is no threat to the community there. Alan Shaw is the CEO of the company whose train crashed in East Palestine, Ohio, spilling hazardous materials. During the hearing yesterday, he expressed deep sympathy and said his company would do everything they could to make it right, except he refused to commit to paying for long-term damage to the community. Last week, Senate introduced bipartisan rail safety legislation, and Shaw refused to endorse it. Now, if you remember a few months ago when the entire railroad industry was about to go on strike, but then the government stepped in and kind of saved the day, well, Senator Vance from Ohio brought that up in the hearing yesterday. He said, quote, you cannot ask the government to bail you out and then resist public safety, end quote. Senators from both sides of the aisle pushed the CEO to commit to paying for long-term medical costs, health care, and economic damages, but he declined. He testified that Norfolk Southern had committed to more than $21 million to supporting East Palestine, provided support for over 4,000 families, hired a liaison in town, and signed a lease in the community to ensure they'd have a continued presence. Hope for humanity. Even when the news sucks, there's still hope. Every day, almost 50 people in America die from an opioid overdose. And one group of Pennsylvania communities may have figured out how to prevent a lot of those deaths. Researchers at the University of Pittsburgh developed a plan over two years ago that pools community resources together and links leaders in different sectors with one another to create a more comprehensive approach than relying just on different organizations to tackle their specific problems independently. And that was a lot of information, and it's an eight-step approach that is extremely thorough, so I'm not going to go through the entire plan, but I will tell you their amazing results. According to a new study that was published in the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs, communities that used the University of Pittsburgh method saw a 30% decrease in overdose deaths compared to the Pennsylvania communities that did not implement their method. They said their method not only saved almost 2,000 lives over two years, 
but it was also more cost-effective than other plans for tackling the opioid crisis. Wait, did I just hear you say, I love this podcast so much, it's the best thing ever. That's really so nice of you, but if you could write that in a review, that would be awesome. Some podcast listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts let you rate and review your favorite podcast. On Spotify, you can leave a five-star review, and on Apple, you can leave a five-star review and say why you love the podcast. This helps other people find our podcast, and when they stumble upon it, they see how great it is, and it makes them want to listen, and that means we have more people who can play games on the podcast. So whenever you get a chance today, leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Think quick. It's Two Second Tunes. We give you two seconds of a song. Your job is to identify the artist and the title of that song. Carla Marie, would you like to introduce our guests? Yes. Today we have sisters Brianna and Kristen checking in from Arizona. Good morning, ladies. Hello. Hello. What is the uh, weather there today? It's hot today, actually. It's like 85. Uh, Everyone else is probably so annoyed right now. There's nothing more (laughs) riveting than getting ready to play a game and having someone ask you about the weather. I'm asking because (laughs) Arizona is one of my favorite places and I love the weather and I know it's going to be warmer there than anywhere else where anyone is listening. Are you guys ready? Uh, Ready as we're going to be. All all of these songs are hits from the year 2009. Brianna, we are going to start with you. Here is your first two-second tune. Uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, Party in the USA. Yes. <laughs> Two points for you. See, not as hard as it See? sounds. Yeah. All right. So far. Kristen, we are going to move over to your part of round one. Here is your two-second tune. I feel like that's Lady Gaga. I'm trying to remember what song it is. And remember, you get one point for the correct artist and one point for the correct song title. Bad Romance Lady Gaga. Ooh, we give you one point for that because it is actually Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Thank you. Close, though. Moving on to round two. Here is the first two-second tune. Oh. Kid Cudi, Day and Night. Yeah. <laughs> Quick answers, too. This is like rapid fire from (laughs) Brianna. All right, moving over to your part of round two, Kristen. You've got to try to keep pace here. Here is your two-second tune. Oh, God. Empire State of Mind. I think. Um, What is that? Alicia Keys and Jay-Z? Yes, there we go. That was the most unsure correct answer. You said it, so that counts. That was the most unsure correct answer I think we've ever received, but correct nonetheless. Yes. And as we get into the hardest round, what is the score, Carla Marie? Uh, Brianna has four and Kristen has three, but it's still anybody's game. Brianna, you can create some uh, separation here. Remember, round three is the hardest round. Here is your two second tune. That is. Jason Mraz. Oh man, what is the name of the song? Mm. <laughs> I I don't know. Oh. Well, we get one point okay. for that. Oh man, I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so wow. me too. <laughs> Are you guys huge Jason Mraz fans? 
I just I've known all of her songs so far. So oh. <laughs> I just distinctly remember learning that song from her that's yeah we used to listen to that all the time i'm so upset (laughs) okay as we go into Kristen's part of round three what do we got okay if she gets this completely right two points they will be tied so we need two points from you Kristen. and here is your final two second tune blame it uh jamie fox look at that coming in clutch In the final part of the final round. So we are now tied. Oh, man. Sibling tiebreaker. <laughs> now, here's how the tiebreaker is going to work. Obviously, all of the clues before were all two seconds. We are now going to give you a 10-second sudden death clue. Once you recognize the song, yell out your name, and it's sudden death. Okay. If you get one point, you win the game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Brianna and Kristen, are you ready for your sudden death Two second tune. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Brianna, Brianna, do you have it? <laughs> no, no oh, I know it. Oh, Kristen, did I go? Yes, <laughs> isn't it? Britney Spears isn't like womanizer. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I know this song. I know. I, like, I was like, that's why I moved. I was like, I recognize this for, <laughs> for the win. Damn. My favorite part is that Brianna raised her hand, said her name, and then said, and it was like, no, I actually don't know the answer. <laughs> I was hoping it would come to me. Okay, so uh, Kristen is the winner. Congratulations, Kristen. And I think was it your idea, Brianna, to play the game? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, that's what happens. Well, maybe we'll have you guys back for a rematch at some point. Yes. I'm down. Well, guys, Next time you. I'm going to kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so, so much for playing. We appreciate it. If you build it, nerds will come. Nerd news. Because there's a little nerd in all of us. Virtual product placement is no longer a thing of the future. It's happening now. NBC announced it's partnered with an ad tech firm to make product placement scalable and personalized. In traditional product placement, the physical product is there during filming. Uh, Think Reese's Pieces during E.T. Or like on American Idol when they have like a Coca-Cola with them. Yeah, exactly. And it could be years before a show is actually seen. So think about it. You go to Coca-Cola and you're like, hey, we're filming American Idol. It's not going to be on TV for another year. Mm -hmm. But would you want to, you know, spend all this money now? Okay. And that's hard for companies. But- You won't have to do that anymore because adding brands in post-production means companies can still get involved after a show is created. And specific products can even be swapped out depending on which viewers are watching. So maybe they wanted to promote Pepsi in one city. They can do that on those cups on American Idol. But they just can't drink out of them because that is one issue. So don't expect to see that happen or like, Going back on Peacock and watching The Office, mm-hmm. you won't see Michael Scott picking up his world's best boss mug and it having a logo on it because they can't figure out how to make the items move yet. Not in, yet. Not yet in virtual product placement. And NBC said they want to make it look as real as possible. So it could take six months before we start seeing virtual product placement in shows. Do you remember? I think it was the last season of Game of Thrones. There was the big story about like a uh, Starbucks cup being left. Oh, on yes. The scene, and they removed it. 
in exactly. post-production. So this is kind of the opposite of, of that. Yep. Instead of taking the Starbucks away from a dragon or whoever had yep. it, you would give them the Starbucks cup. But think about it. We're going to be watching shows and the billboards on the shows oh, yeah. could change. Like if there's a new uh, award show coming out and a certain network wants to promote that award show, they may put that on the billboard of the show you're watching. That's pretty crazy. It's creepy. If you absolutely hate fun and you hate saving money, feel free to skip forward about 60 seconds. But if you love fun and you appreciate saving a couple of bucks, pay attention. Carnival of Cocktails is going down on April 1st at the Seattle Center. And if you've been to Seattle Cocktail District in the past, this is the same event, but upgraded with a new name and a new location. Carnival of Cocktails is going to have pop-up cocktail bars, tastings, food, and over 100 brands of alcohol being represented. Last year, I went around with some of our friends and collected a ton of free stuff from all of the brands that were giving things away. So if that's something you want to do, you can do that as well. And here's the best part. We will be there as well. That's not actually the best part. The best part is because we're going to be there, our fine friends at Seattle Cocktail Club decided to give us a code for 10 bucks off your ticket, and we get to share that code with you. So if you want to hang out, drink some drinks, eat some food, and have an overall good time, hit the link in the description of this podcast or go to seattlecocktailweek.com and make sure you use code CMA, the letters CMA, when you check out so you can save your 10 bucks. It may not be important, but we're all talking about it. This is Pop Stop. I have some fun facts that might actually make you care just a little bit about the Oscars this Sunday. According to the LA Times, the Oscars red carpet, which is actually a little more burgundy, is patented. It's called Academy Red, and you won't see that color at any other event in the world. All 25 nominees from the top individual categories will receive a six-figure gift bag with luxury items like skincare products, luggage, hair restoration services, and more. Right after a winner receives their Oscar, they must sign an agreement that states if they ever wish to sell their statue, they must first offer it to the Academy for $1. And until the envelopes are opened on the stage that night, only two people actually know who the winners are. And the Oscar statue itself is solid bronze, plated in 24 karat gold. They're 13 and a half inches tall and weigh, Anthony, can you guess how much? 13 and a half inches tall mm -hmm. and it's bronze? Yep, and gold. Bronze and gold. I'm going to go with four and a half pounds. Eight and a half pounds. Eight and a half. That's wow. why you always see people go up there and be like, oh, it's heavy. Yeah. They're never expecting it to be that heavy. And the show this year is hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. It's Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on ABC. Yeah, but who's getting slapped this year? That's the real question. That's too soon. If you're looking for some things to watch this weekend, here are some options for you. If you want to head out of the house, Scream 6 opens this weekend as Jenna Ortega takes over the franchise. And if you care about reviews, Rotten Tomato gives that a 78%. If you want to stay home and stream this weekend, you've got new episodes of The Last of Us on HBO and The Mandalorian on Disney+. And if you like sports, college basketball takes over the world this weekend. You've got a ton of conference championship games today, tomorrow, and Sunday. And it all culminates with Selection Sunday, where we will get the first look at this year's March Madness bracket. Or, if you're like me, and your team's most likely not going to make the tournament, uh, the NIT also has Selection Sunday shows that happen much later on in the day for all the second-place tournament teams. 
What's Trending. The thing you didn't know you needed until Carla Marie told you about it. Okay, I'm closing out the week on nightstand-themed items. These are all gifts that I got for my birthday, by the way. How big is your nightstand? It does hold a lot of things. <laughs> I'll be honest. How many drawers you got? I, I'm going to do a whole reel about things that I put in my nightstand. But I don't drink coffee. I've talked about that before in this podcast. Ever since I found out I was allergic, I haven't had it. But I love the smell. And one of the items my friend Tatum got me is a candle that smells like coffee. Cool. So I want to start lighting it in the morning as like a wake up. Even though I can't drink coffee, I can smell it. I put a link at themorningshowpodcast.com. It actually is a really cute like candle itself. It smells awesome. And if for some reason you hate the smell of coffee, there are other scents to choose from. But you know, scent is a very powerful scent. Yes. And I wonder if just smelling coffee triggers your brain to be more alert if it knows that normally when you get that smell, you're getting the caffeine. Exactly. I mean, what is it? The best part of waking up? It's Folgers in your cup. And that whole commercial, they're like smelling the Folgers. It works. Yeah, that's true. The Morning Show Podcast. Every morning. Every morning. I listen to With Carla Marie and Anthony. One of the most important things you will do this weekend as we get ready to set those clocks forward. Yes. Which really no one looks forward to. I know. Springing forward. It hurts. It does hurt. But, but. Yeah. It means sun later in the day. That is true. Now. One of the most important things you can do to get back on track here is to hit the little notification button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now. That way, as crazy as your Monday is going to be, because you're going to be dragging a little bit, you'll always remember yep. to listen to the Morning Show podcast. And today is episode 257, which takes us to country code 2574 Burundi. I'll be honest with you, Carla Marie. <laughs> it's probably the first country where I don't, I wouldn't even be able to place that on a map. I, I. I mean, we, and we've done a lot of countries. We've done a lot of states, obviously, a lot of areas. Okay. It looks like it's South Rwanda. Oh, I had no idea. You learn something new every day. Thank you for hanging out with us. Enjoy your weekend. Remember to set those clocks one hour forward. Unless, of course, you have your phone, which is really just for your oven at this point. Your <laughs> oven <laughs> your and your microwave. Yeah. Uh, we will be back in your ears Monday morning. Thanks for listening to the Morning Show Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Montz. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told him that you previously slept with both his twin brothers. Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation. Are you the hero or the villain? On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. A little something something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too. <laughs> we're professional unprofessional, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.